This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Time can feel like it's in short supply. Between work, family, and friends, there's very little time left just for you. What would you do with an extra hour in your day? What's important to you? Therapy can help you find what matters to you so that you can do more of it. It's a great way to increase self-awareness, build a greater sense of purpose, deal with overthinking, and more. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash be here now today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash be here now. everyone, this is Chris Grasso with the Indie Spirituals Podcast on the Be Here Now Network. And my guest today is Mr. Joshua Coburn. Josh, thank you so much for joining me. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Yeah. So let me read your bio real quick. Let the audience know a little bit about you. And then we're just going to get into this basically completely organic conversation today, talking about changing lives, showing up for ourselves, showing up for others, all sorts of good stuff. So that said... Joshua Coburn is a speaker, mentor, host, author, world traveler, 5% athlete, and kitty cat lover. His work impacts the lives of tens of thousands of people all over the world daily, and you've probably seen him on television networks such as MTV, VH1, and Fox News. He has spent his life and career redefining stereotypes, living his passions, and assisting others in living their best lives. And you know, Josh, I couldn't agree with that bio anymore, even though I've only known you less than a month now, but I feel like we're brothers from another mother. And I am uh, so, or I have such a deep respect for how you're showing up in this world, which is what we're going to talk about today. So again, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you very much for all the kind words as well. I mean, it's it's absolutely reciprocated you know it's it's an honor to be here so thank you much appreciated um so the way i like to start my shows uh is kind of give the audience a little background on people so as far back and as much as you're comfortable sharing i'd like to hear a little bit about josh pre who he is today so whether it's starting at your childhood or teen years um because i find it's important to give some you know some of the path uh that led us to where we are today i know you and i have shared some similar struggles in our lives um which again is why i feel so deeply uh resonated with your work um you know your raw vulnerability and authenticity with what you've gone through so you know as comfortable as you are talking about any of that would be rad to get us going and we'll take it from there yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm I'm completely an open book. I always like to tell people that, mm-hmm. like, I don't have any skeletons in my closet. Like, there's nothing I need to unload. There's no leverage anybody could have. If I run for public office, they can't dig anything out, mm-hmm. you know. It is what it is. And if there's something I forgot, by all means, tell me. Let's, let's talk about it. You yeah. know what I mean? So, for me personally, I mean, uh, you know, my childhood is, is really a pretty typical Midwest childhood in terms of, you know, I grew up in Iowa. Um, 
not a lot to do. There's cornfields and, um, you know, and, uh, basically people grow up to do what their dad did is mostly the way it works. Um, you know, uh, grew up in a, in a home that was, you know, my, my dad was uh, an alcoholic. Uh, nobody called him that, but by all definitions, that's what it was. Um, an angry guy, uh, rightfully so maybe because of, marriage with my mom wasn't great and they split when I was like 12 or 13 which you know I was again this story isn't terribly different than many others but that was kind of the moment when I felt anger rising up in me I didn't deal with it I thought I was fine and it was good I didn't talk to anybody about it and then of course that manifests itself in different ways um which ultimately led to some violent outbursts me getting kicked out of my home at 13 and then having to move in with my father who was a recovering alcoholic and kind of figuring things out because my father and I didn't see eye to eye I felt like an outcast in my small town mm. I still do when I go back I still do yeah. in general yeah. um, I don't feel like I belong anywhere which I've found is actually a great thing <laughs> but uh, you know the, the long and short of it is um, through that there there was a lot of anger a lot of um, loss of self-worth i had very little personal value and you know i didn't know what anxiety was and that that's what i was feeling but i dealt with that for years until you know i was in my early 20s when i really started even acknowledging what that was um and depression and stuff like that and in around i think it was september 5th 2001 um was the day that i decided i was going to end my life because of all this because of all the things we all carry yeah. You know, but I stuffed them down and didn't really talk about it and um, just got to be too much. Yeah. And uh, I wrote the note, but my anxiety is like, hey, bro, you can't do this right in this moment. You this is the time you go to bed, you know, because anxiety is very much. Yeah. One of those like, here's your routine. You stick to it. You get out of it. You're unsafe and things could go out of control. Right. Right. So that's kind of how it worked for me. And, and thankfully, I got up hours later after writing, you know, this note and going to bed, kind of realizing that I felt better. And the reason I felt better is because I finally released to, even though no one read this note yet, I hadn't expressed it to anyone. It wasn't in me festering and ugly anymore. I let it out. And that was the beginning maybe for me of the change that led me to where I am today. I mean, granted, you know, we just packed, Yes. <laughs> five minutes but you get it you know as a whole so. totally yeah i was just uh yesterday i was being interviewed um, myself on the other end your end and same thing i get that all the time yeah give me uh, your background and you condense all this time into like three to five minutes so right yeah let's unpack a little bit of that um a couple of things first of all i absolutely resonate and i think we might have talked about this already privately but um, I still, my parents still live in the town that I grew up in f- for the later part of my uh, early to teenage years, uh, where it's a very small rural town in Connecticut, probably not as rural as yours, but you know, I was growing up in the early to mid nineties here into punk rock and skateboarding and still to this day as well, I go back and visit them at least weekly. And I feel like a fish out of water when I am there. I feel like I still, I, and I do still stick out like a th- sore thumb. Audience can't see us. They know me. They know I'm covered head to toe in tattoos. But just, you know, Josh is as well. His his plugs are even bigger than mine. And um, so, yes, I, I ho- 
they'll see your bio picture when we post it. They'll get a better image. But so I relate. And the funny thing is, I know we do a lot of speaking and we'll talk about that coming up. I'm kind of sidetracking here, but I, it just came to mind that I went back. I was invited back to my high school two years ago to give uh, a talk to the entire school, which isn't that big, maybe 300 kids, if that total, very rural. Right. But I'll tell you, it was almost 20 years to the day I graduated and it was very surreal for me to be there because that school and the administration, which is now basically entirely different, did not like me or my friends. You know, they didn't understand us. But the one very cool thing that did happen, aside from being able to talk and then spend time in classrooms, was the uh, administrative, um, not the secretary, but I forgot her title. Either way, the woman who greets you when you come in, she pulled me aside. She did still work. She pulled me aside when I came in and she said, you know, Chris, I wanted to acknowledge that I know you and your friends were not treated well at all while you were here. And on behalf of those who came before me or were here while I was here, I apologize. Like you and your friends really like, unfortunately, you had to go through what you went through, but you helped open our eyes to a lot of things. So I was in that school in 93, 94 with, Mm -hmm. you know, I had surface piercings in my throat and, uh, and my, you know, just piercings and, and all this and sure. no one else did in that school. But when I went back there, it was like every other kid had like, you know, their septum pierced or a, a bridge piercing. And I was like, wow, how times have changed. So totally. that was a whole I, little. <laughs> so really, yeah, th- yeah, it's, it's really strange. But um, when I actually launched my speaking career kind of on a large scale, yeah, um, the, the very first place that I spoke was my high school. And it was yeah. like, I feel like, again, you just basically described a lot of, you know, my high school as well. <laughs> um, I got along with everyone just fine, but it was, it was really interesting because um, kind of going back there and doing that yeah. was something I thought about while I was there. Like I saw that, I, I don't want to say like a vision or whatever, but I, I knew that someday I would do that. I had no idea how it would work out or whatever. And it was like 18 years after that, that there I was doing just that. And it's so crazy how kind of everything comes around because you're the weird kid. You don't fit. You're wrong. You're out of place, all these things. And then they bring you back to talk about how to be yourself (laughs) and how to build confidence. And I'm just like, no wonder I'm coming back to the same town because things are you know, in, in some ways better, in other ways the same, in other sure. ways worse. Yeah. But I'm just like, man, like you realize I'm a product of this place talking about how to fix those things in your children when, you know, they're, they're clean slates. Right. So you're repeating what your parents did and so on. Yeah. You know, and it's such a bizarre kind of full circle thing. But at the same time, it's like, oh, let's break this, the negative cycles here, guys. Come yes. on. And I, it, great point, man. It, it, for me, on a personal level, when I was there, it was a very healing thing that I I didn't know Thanks. walking through those doors it was going to be like that for me. Because literally the last time, I had not stepped foot on the ground since the day I graduated. I had not been there. The last time I was there was I was skateboarding, like I usually do, and like usual, getting harassed by the local cops. Last time I was there, that was my experience. And so to come back right. like 20 years later, walk through the doors, have that experience with the woman who was there then and uh, and then be able to go and talk to people. Yeah, it was it was really cool. And I'm glad you had that similar experience. Isn't it? Life's crazy, man. You know, like it, it is. It know, absolutely is. Uh, the people they that 
I don't know if you were, I mean, I got along with everyone as well, as far as peers, teachers, not right. so much, but yeah, I was very much looked at as just a bad kid, a troublemaker. I would get in trouble often for things I literally had nothing to do with. Granted, I was far from perfect and I got in trouble plenty for things I did have something to do with, right. but it was straight up like guilt by association. I even got jacked up into a locker by one of my teachers. So this is wow. back like when you could kind of get away with that shit. If that happened today, sure. forget about it. But yeah, it was, it was bad, man. But like you said, I appreciated that. Yes, some things are better. Some things are a little worse. It's interesting to see the changes. People used to use uh, homophobic and racial slurs all the time. Like it was going out of style. Now I went back and that same year at their graduation, everyone wore white as a show of solidarity for a couple of transgender students. You know, it's like, how wow. cool is that? So, That's yeah. Cool. So, you know, one thing as we're talking about this, it's coming up. I, I like that. I guess we can just jump into nutrition. There's so much I want to talk yeah. to you about today, but it made me think of, cause you've posted pictures back from what I'm guessing is probably your high school or not that long after pictures of yourself. You were a thin, uh, young fellow, you know, very much like me, like tattoos and all sorts of stuff. But you now for those, again, if you're listening to this, check out the actual picture of Josh on our page. You will see that he is a very muscular in shape gentleman who has made a big life change, something that a lot of people often set out to do, but unfortunately have a hard time following through on. It can be very tough. So why don't you talk to us a little bit about what inspired you to begin to make this journey into fitness and how that relates to your integral overall well-being? Absolutely. I mean, when it comes to, to mental stamina, mental strength, um, and physical strength and how they're kind of, in my eyes, intrinsically linked, Yes. it really took, I mean, I, cause I've only been in, in, into fitness this heavy, um, for about two and a half years, which is so, mind blowing to me, but yeah, not, not that long. Yeah. And, um, you know, I thought about it for years. I thought about going into personal training and doing all these things because, you know, I'm, I'm a life coach. I got certified years ago Yeah. and you know, it's, it's all that kind of stuff that, you know, I was doing for myself mentally mm -hmm. and rebuilding myself mentally and helping others rebuild their lives. And, but, but there's kind of that other piece missing because, I mean, I was well aware that if you can adjust your own kind of body image and view of yourself mentally or choose to make changes and kind of check goals off a list in general, but physically, that boosts confidence to a level that in many ways is, is untouchable. Yeah. And it provided it's a healthy confidence. You know, there's a, definitely a difference between cocky and, and uh, confident, you know, but um for me, when, when I got into it, the catalyst was actually mentally healing because I was going through a divorce, just kind of starting down that road, my second one. And, um, you know, I, I can't say I was mentally a mess because I'd been there before. I knew kind of how to handle it. I set my road out and I was walking that. But I knew, I know what comes with change and with that kind of um, stress involved with that. And I was like, okay, so I got to have something daily that clears my head. And that's how I went into fitness. My ex-wife, who is an amazing woman, she was competing in bikini competitions. So she, I had already seen her kind of go through a 
major metamorphosis. Mm. And I was like, okay, that's fresh in my mind. There's a gym right up the street. I'm in, you know, and before that I was working out just like a couple days a week, you know, in the back shed, dusty, gross with my, you know, black flag and Pantera blasting and doing what I do. But this, that was when I made the commitment, you know, that like, I'm going to go do this. And what's crazy is I showed up and I lifted heavy things. Um, you know, you're, you're pretty well versed in, in the punk rock world. So, you know, uh, Henry Rollins has a famous quote about essentially the iron never lies, right? Mm. Uh, you just go and you pick it up and it teaches you the lessons. Yeah. And that's how I went for it. You know what I mean? I didn't look to build my biceps or make my quads massive or anything like that. I just knew that I needed a clear head and I needed the lessons. Mm. Eight months later, I, you know, see a side-by-side -side photo that someone had shared with me. They're like, you look different. I'm like, um... I don't know, I, that's crazy. And they're like, no, you sent me this selfie like, you know, eight months ago and you sent me this today and they side-by-sided that. And I'm just like, oh, <laughs> I guess there are some differences, you know? Yeah. So it was really about mental change at first. I didn't have any fitness goals at the time. I just knew that I couldn't get caught in this negative cycle. I would kind of learned to fail forward before that. <laughs> so here I was applying those things. Yeah. So <clears throat> say someone's listening, like I said, a lot of people have set out and, and have an intention to make this change in their lives. Um, and I really, by the way, appreciate that you said you didn't go into the gym wanting to get huge biceps. You just went in for the lessons and, and for the mental clarity and all the good things that came along with that. So thank you for saying that. Let's say yeah. someone's listening and, you know, they, they really do want to do this and they have tried and they've fallen off and, you know, it's, it, it's a vicious cycle for them. Yeah. Do you have any words of, um, I guess f to be cliche, words of wisdom or any personal experience sure. that you can share to help them maybe for, to stay the course? Yeah, there's, there's a couple things with that, you know, if, if anyone follows you know my, my social media if you want it bad enough you know you'll go get it that is 100 percent true but there's a piece of that that's like well if you've tried and you're just not there and you, you continue to fail and you get back up and you try again but how do you do it well number one you're doing it you know what i mean that's already happening so don't fail to acknowledge that but the big thing is start small don't set out to get in the gym you know, start all these crazy routines six days a week and, and you're changing your diet, you're changing your sleep patterns. Forget all that. Set the goal to get to the grocery store and buy a couple different groceries, mm. you know, like replace your, you know, your shitty chip snacks with a, a better one, yeah. you know, R replace your, your normal afternoon you know, candy bars with, you know, cooked garlic broccoli, like, and call it good. And just do that for weeks. And once you're doing that, then check that, you know, check that off the list. You're doing it as part of your life. Then move on to maybe, you know, I'm going to research gyms today, or I'm going to research gyms this week, and then go tour the gyms, and then decide I'm going to go one day a week. And a lot of people are like, well, you don't get results that way. You don't get results sitting on your ass either. Mm. So if you're making it one day a week and it's part of your life, then you'll decide, okay, 
it's part of my life. I'm already making slight adjustments to my my uh, uh, food, and you know, I'm going to try for two days this week, and then you know, and then after you do that a while, add you know, get to four days, and when people constantly say, "Well, I get to the gym, I don't know what to do," hmm. ask somebody or do your research. Open up Instagram, follow the myriad of you know all fitness tips pages, yes. and just. Do what that says. Pick the things up the way it shows you. Don't worry about if it's right for you or wrong for you. Just fucking do it. And that's the whole thing. Once you're doing and it's part of your life, you'll figure it out and you'll kind of narrow down that funnel toward your goal naturally because you're learning as you go. People aren't stupid. You pick up those things as you move forward. So that's the best advice I can give. Start small. Don't worry about results. Just plan on kind of ticking things off, you know, a list of, you know, today I researched, today I made a call to two gyms, you know, next week I'm going to tour those gyms, whatever. Just start that process. That's the best thing I could ever suggest. I love it. That's great. Um, You know, it's something I, first of all, YouTube is your friend. I tell people that all the time. I can't tell you how many hours I've spent learning about fitness on YouTube. First and foremost, right. about uh, nutrition, because a lot of people think, oh, I'm going to the gym or I run, so I can eat whatever I want. That's a very common mistake I run into. I'm in, and let me be clear, I'm in nowhere near, even like in the same remote realm as you as Josh is for listeners but I do take my health <laughs> seriously um so that said and I still you know I have a sweet tooth I I understand this but I I don't I I'd never give up on myself I run five or six days a week I still do weights you know it's, awesome. it, yeah it's very important to me and I and my weight does fluctuate but I refuse to ever just like throw it in and just eat like crap uh, that's not in me anymore and I'm grateful for that but to to the listeners yeah like YouTube, Google, there, there's so much free information. And the other thing is, which I'm sure, you know, you're more than aware of is body types are different. So different new, well, nutrition is pretty, can be pretty similar, but I know a lot of different exercises work for different people and different strategies. So yeah, like you said, educate yourself. I mean, I'm a nerd when it comes to learning shit that I'm interested in. So uh, you know, whatever it is like guitar, I just bought a, a little MPC keyboard and you bet your ass I've been spending hours like researching that, like, all right, I want to master this thing. So, right. Yes. Google and YouTube. They're your friends. I, I, I don't know, but, um, totally. yeah. So, um, speaking of, I love that we can just kind of hop around in this conversation, but speaking yeah. of educating yourself and, mm-hmm. and, um, looking, I think another part of this is inspiration. And I know that you've spoken about, there's a gentleman and his name slips my mind, but there are some really great pictures you have with him who, um, a very big man, bigger than you. Um, what is that gentleman's name? Um, I, I think you're referring to, to Mr. Juan Rikers. Uh, yes. The who, picture you have where your fists are together. Like, yeah. Yeah. Juan. So yeah. can you talk a little bit about the importance of inspiration and, or mentorship in lives, life coaching? And then from there, I want to, um, kind of piggyback that inspiration and talk a little bit about your book. Yeah, for sure. Um, Juan, uh, on Instagram, for those of you who, who cares, at Juan Reekers, um, he's a, like a 54, 55-year-old gentleman from the Netherlands uh, and heavily tattooed, big beard, uh, bodybuilder, just a badass. And, you know, when I started 
um, the journey in fitness, like I said, I didn't really have any like aspirations. It was all mental. But once I kind of got, you know, eight months or a year in ish, um, and I saw that side by side photo of me, I was like, oh, okay, I, maybe I should set goals to that end mm-hmm. and just continue pushing. And um, I didn't know kind of how to do that, you know, because people were like, oh, I want to bench X, I want to squat X. I, I don't like I don't know what I squat or bench. I don't have a clue. That that I don't give a shit. But so I didn't quite know how I wanted to set that bar. And um, I was just scrolling through Instagram. I saw a photo of one, and I was like, "That's it. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna sculpt myself to be that. If he can do it in his 50s, I can do it in my 30s. Yeah. So I'm on it. And I I held on to that picture and I looked at it every week. And I'm like, I wonder how this is gonna go. And then. Um, I scheduled a photo shoot, uh, which actually is um, one of the photos is the bio photo that you have, actually. Awesome. Um, I scheduled that photo shoot for December, so I knew how long I had. And what's crazy is I worked my ass off. I did everything I could. Uh, I got to that photo shoot, and uh, we did the photos, and I posted the first few photos from it, and almost immediately... I had DMs from people who didn't know this, but who sent DMs that said, oh my gosh, you look like this guy. This is you in 20 years. And it was him. And like, they they didn't know. Yeah. So I was, I was pretty blown away that like the comparison happened from these people from all over the world that were recognizing our similarities. So I'm like, I did it, you know? And um, I posted about it, posted a side-by-side actually of Juan and I, and he reached out to me wow. and he's like, Hey, you know, this is awesome. You're doing good things. Cause he works in mental health and he's a life coach as well. Yeah. Deals with a lot of autistic individuals. And, um, you know, we really kind of, kind of like you and I, it's just like really of same mind in many ways. Yeah. Listens to hardcore music, you know? Um, and even, even in those moments, he's just like, Hey, you know, you're, you're like a mini me. Like I'd love to meet you someday. And I was like, it's out there. Let's plan on it. And, you know, I just, I was just in the Netherlands like a month ago, you know, so it's crazy. But, uh, yeah, you know, having kind of a, that dangling carrot out there, however you want to look at that, yeah. is a huge deal. And that's, that's what I was going for. And then, in this case, I, I've met pretty much every kind of hero or mentor distance. So I knew that I, I had to meet this dude too. So, and I did, you know, now we interact pretty often, which is amazing. That's really, really cool. Yeah. I think there's something to be said. I speaking from maybe a recovery standpoint, because that's a big part of my life, but having someone in your life in that role of not only inspiration, but kind of a mentor in a way that takes you under the wing and someone that's holding you accountable. So, you know, for someone in recovery, it's like the equivalent of a sponsor almost or seeing a therapist weekly or just having a strong support network. Someone that, you know, will will really, yeah, they're not going to like beat your ass, but like they'll, you know, they'll pull your covers. They'll call you on your shit, but in an inspiring and caring way, you know, so yeah, that's so rad that you have that and how the universe brought you guys together. Yes, it's crazy. And, and, you know, to that end, even, um. A, a gentleman, uh, well, actually, his wife reached out to me out to me on Facebook, and she's like, "Hey, my husband's in his fifties. He really wants to to do the fitness thing. He is he's overweight. 
he he does you know he's good for like two weeks and then he falls out of it good for two weeks falls out of it and um she's like would you be willing to talk with him I'm like sure so we met you know at a local eatery and sat down and i'm like what do you want to do he's like well ultimately this is what i want to do and i'm like Thank you. okay i'm like you tell me how many days you're going to show up this is when i'm at the gym and if you can't make it when i do i need a gym selfie that's it he's like but what about all this stuff i'm like we'll talk about that later show your ass up and prove you can show up because that's the first problem you have right he's like yep i'm like get there and he's like okay he's like are you serious i'm like yeah so now we're 12 weeks in and um the first thing he told me on the first day was i don't care what happens but i really want to beat my max bench that i had when i was 19 before my 50th birthday and i was like all right so i you know i didn't set up his training programs i didn't do any of that i let him discover it and uh like a week and a half ago he just did 340 pounds which was like i think five or ten pounds above his max bench when he was 19 and he was so stoked and i'm like dude all you gotta do is show up that's where it all starts so it's really cool to see it be real you know what i mean totally i saw you post that on instagram and i was just like that you know that's what i love there was like my inspiration for the day i try uh, a habit that i'm grateful to be in is looking for inspiration in ways there's the obvious ones like that post was beautiful but i think that's like something when you go through things like you and i have been through um it becomes a little easier to have gratitude for stuff that a lot of other people might otherwise take for granted you know and and i know again you only gave a nutshell of some of your experience but you've you've also spoken on instagram or on your facebook about you've struggled with self-harm and uh something that i can relate to as well i still have scars and i know you said you do too they're under yeah. um, are under tattoos they're hard to see but they're there you know and um and so I know we're backtracking a little, but I, uh, I did want to say again, like I, I appreciate your vulnerability in speaking up because that's what, with all the work I do with younger people, it's when we're able to talk about that stuff, not in a glorifying way, but you know, a very real, like, Hey, this is what I went through, but here I am today. And that's not the answer. Let me show you some healthier alternatives to really truly change your life and not just for the betterment of you but so you can help empower other people to me that's been like the most authentic easy way to connect with with teenagers and younger people so uh just much respect to you yeah and and on that and then i i do want to get to your book and we'll do it right away but on that note i know you do a lot of work with younger people as well so what is um and and a lot of people period you know you're just a highly inspirational individual with a great story thank you yeah hundred percent. But speaking, cause younger people, it can be very tricky as I'm sure you're aware. A lot of them are very skeptical or jaded from experience, some cynical. And to a certain extent, I, I would encourage that. I think it's healthy to not just blindly accept things, but then there is also the unhealthy level where, and I used to do this too when I was younger. It's just, you know, F the world. I, you know, I'm, I'm not open. So it can be a little tricky at times to, to kind of get through that barrier. What's your experience with that, been with that? Because I know we have a lot of people that professionally work with young people and struggle. So if you can talk a little bit about that, anything that's worked for you. Right, absolutely. Um, for me, uh, you, you absolutely nailed it just a bit ago in what you were saying. Like, 
I, I don't have anything to hide yeah. and I'm completely candid about things like you're right. I don't glorify my past because it wasn't healthy, but I'm willing to talk about it because I'm very aware that if I show you my scars, you're going to show me yours. It's yeah. just natural because at the end of the day, what it comes down to is we as human beings, when, when we're going to connect with somebody beyond the, hey, how are you? How's the weather? How many siblings do you have? BS that we talk about when we're getting bread at the store. Yeah. If you're going to cross over into that realm, you either have to ask somebody and hope they're willing to be vulnerable or you have to be vulnerable first. Mm. And because I don't really have boundaries in that area because you can't kind of hurt me in that way yeah. because I control those things now. So because of that, I can make statements blatantly where it makes sense to, to kind of start building that bridge. Mm. And when, I, when I'm when i speaking in front of even large groups, I always kind of tell them, especially with students, like, today, like, I'm not here to tell you how to live. I'm, I'm here to make, you know, a thousand new friends. So let's just, you know, go to that place in our head where we're chilling out. It's 2 a.m. We're eating the cold pizza that's left on the counter. We're sitting on our parents' you know, kitchen floor talking life because that's where those moments happen. That's where you cry with your buddies and you don't tell anybody else. You never speak about it again is in those moments. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. it's my goal to have those moments every day with yeah. people all over the world. And that's how I bridge that gap because – you know, people want to be like, hey, I'm struggling. That's that's them opening the door. And then my response back is, I get it. I struggled for years and I still have shitty days too. Yeah. Then that's like you open the door and then found out that there's some floodgates in there that and they just open them. Yeah. And, you know, you can get into the clinical stuff, you can get into the to the to the healing stuff and the tips and tricks and all these things. But it's got to be unloaded first. Yeah. And once you once you gain that trust through vulnerability, you're golden. Yes. And that's how I operate with people in general. Yeah. You know, I mean, integrity matters, and uh, you get what you get with me. I even when I just did a big community event locally, yeah. um, and I, I had in a long time. Um, and afterward, a woman came up to me. And, you know, gives me this huge hug. And she's like, I have to tell you, I had to come to see if you were real. And I was like, what? Like, what do you mean? And I might even get emotional. I'm sorry. Uh, but I was like, well, what do you mean by that? She's like, you touch me in ways through my phone that no one ever has in person. I had to make sure that you were really that. And she gives me this huge hug. And she's like, and you are. And I mean, like how, I don't even know how to process that beyond the fact that you get what you get, but to know that deep of a level to somebody and then to have them tell me, which is scary when you meet people, you know, that you look up to or you aspire to be like, or whatever. I had to meet Henry Rollins like 12 times before I could tell him like what I needed to tell him, you know? So to have her just spill it right away. It was such an emotional, amazing thing. So I guess for me, that's really what it's about. Just being real, constantly keeping your guard down. I mean, understand we got to be safe with ourselves, but right. 
and take the bricks out of the goddamn wall. We're humans here. All we got to do is eat, have a warm place to sleep and live happy. Beautifully said. Uh, you know, as if I didn't think you could inspire me anymore, Josh, like already halfway through this conversation, like I'm, <laughs> I, I'm holding back tears. Not that there's anything wrong with crying, but I'm trying to stay composed as the, you know, conducting the conversation. But All right. <laughs> thank you, man. Like it, I can't tell you how refreshing it is. And not only that, but the other thing I love about what you do is you you're not only vulnerable in those regards that you just mentioned, but on your Instagram, on your social media not only do you post wonderful, inspiring things, but you also post about struggles you still deal with, which you just, you, you kind of alluded to there. And that's the other side yeah. of it. You and I approach our line of work completely the same. And especially in that regard, because people, especially younger people's bullshit uh, radars are very finely tuned. Yeah. So definitely. when you come and you have your heart's armor laid aside, like you do when you show up and you bear you know, whatever it needs to be bared to them in order to like, once you set that tone yourself, like that, that's where you're at. Like you said, the pizza to and beautifully said, but to let them know that I still don't have it all figured out. I probably never will, man. Like I show up and I do my best. I've learned a lot of things, but I still, I still fail in ways or maybe not fail is not the right word, but I still fall. I still struggle at whatever the word is letting him right. know. Cause a lot of people, unfortunately they get into the life coach or inspiration business kind of act in ways that they have it all figured out. Here's five easy steps to make your life perfect forever. You know, it's like, right. It doesn't work like that, man. And people right. know better. Well, some people don't cause there's a big, big right. market for that. But Anyways, yeah. that's neither here nor well, there. <laughs> you know, I mean, to, to that end, yeah. you know, what's what's funny is I get the phrase, and I've heard this over the years numerous times. I get the phrase, "I thought you'd be a tattooed Tony Robbins," <laughs> and I was like, "There is never a time, you know, that, that I, I try to be not not that you know Tony Robbins has made a great life and career sure. doing what he does." It's just not me. And, you know, I'm not going to tell people, like, go to the back and get my book. It'll solve your life. Like, I've never said, go purchase my book after speaking or whatever. Right. You know, for me, it's never been about that. Like, these things are available if you want it. Yes. And if you think it'll help you, pick it up, have a look. Great. But by all means, ask me freaking questions because that's how we're going to grow together. You know, this is a reciprocating thing. Like, people that I speak to have experiences I need to learn that shit too. Yeah. Like, that's just how this is. Like, we're building each other up. This isn't a one-sided war. Yeah, you know. Beautiful. And I say every time I go and I do that workshop with these teenagers, I say almost exactly the same thing, man. It's crazy. Like, I'm like, I'm only here to share some of my experiences, but this isn't about me. This is about us together in this room. And I learn just as much, if not more, from you guys than you're going to from me. So let's talk. You know. And, I, yep. Man, I, I love that you approach that. But all right. So speaking of books, let's talk about this because seeing how similar we are, I can't, it's called selling from the stage for those who aren't familiar. You know, you, right. you're giving a talk and you, you kind of, some people do it slickly. Some people are very blatantly obvious, but you mentioned your goods and products selling from the stage. I can't do it either. I, it doesn't feel in line with my own authenticity. It's not that I don't believe in my books, just like you, of course, believe in yours because we wrote right. them, but something to me just, yeah, it doesn't feel right. And also I feel weird even selling them. You know, I just want to give them to people. If this will help you take it, please. Same. But yeah, at the end of the day, that's tricky. We have bills to pay. We have to live. I, so, you know, that's something I personally struggle with, but 
talking about your I'm book. I'm with you. Yeah, I, and yeah, I'm sure you can relate. So you have a couple of books out, but the one, this is your most recent book, um, if that is correct. Yeah, Shit That yep. Needs Said, So You Can right. Kick All the Ass. First of all, let me say aesthetically, I know people cannot see this book right now, but it is, I'm I'm so jealous. I think I might have told you that, Josh. As soon as you sent it and I looked through it, I'm like, I wish my book looked like this. So just aesthetically <laughs> alone, it's a total almost throwback to like punk hardcore zines, but done so professionally. You're not getting like a, a stapled piece of paper. I mean, this is a legit book that has a gorgeous cover uh, and not even a cover. Uh, what would you even call that? A, um, a slip cover? Slip cover. Thank you. Beautiful yeah. slip cover. Then you pull this book out. It's It's absolutely the layout itself is amazing. And so first of all, Josh, before we get into it, can you talk a little bit about, here's kind of a, a cliche question, but, but I really am curious, what's the inspiration behind this? What were you thinking as you were writing it? What were you hoping to convey in these pages to those who would pick it up? Yeah. You know what? Um, it's, it's interesting because I remember I was meeting with my friend Chad who, uh, did, did those, the, the design work on that. And, uh, we were meeting for, for lunch at a cafe. I see he, he's like two and a half hours away. So we met up and I was like, hey man, so a couple of days ago, I kind of decided that I want to knock out a book in 18. And you're talking, you know, a week before that, uh, I would have told you like, hell no, I don't, I don't want to live that right now. But you know, when lightning strikes, man, you, you take it. And um, he's like, okay, cool. And he's like, why are you telling me? And I'm like, but, and you're the guy. He's like, why me? I'm like, I don't know, but I know you're the guy who's going to do this with me. And I, I'm like, you know, this is what I want. This is the vibe. And he instantly knew because, you, like you said, it's it's definitely got a hardcore, you know, heavy metal sort of early 80s fanzine vibe. Yeah. And I was like, I want to equal parts art as words. And I said, I want it fully integrated. And beyond that, I don't care. I said, you're going to know because it's going to push you in the directions it needs to push you. And he's like, okay. And I said, here's the catch. I got to write it and you got to design it and we got to get it done by June 1st. <laughs> he's like, he's like, why? I'm like, because that's when I want to do it. Because I want to prove that we can knock out a badass book. That's like nothing else in six months because number one, it's a talking point. Number two, because I want to just do that. And he's like, uh, okay. And I'm like, are you in? And like, keep in mind, I just dropped this on him like 20 minutes before. <laughs> He's like, uh, yeah, I think so. So basically, um, when I was concepting this book out, I just knew that it had to be consumable pieces of support, essentially, for people to use when it made sense for them to use it. This is not a straight through read. This is a put your damn cell phone down, you know, when you're taking a crap and read a little bit and put it back on the back of the toilet or stick this thing in your book bag bag or your, your purse. And, you know, before you're going in with it for a job interview or for a hard test, you know, you open it up, you, you, you read a passage, you put it away and you go ready to slay all the dragons. You know what I mean? So that was really my impetus for, for this whole thing. And, and it was similar to that for my last book, but this one I knew it couldn't be like a quote book with, you know, a quote laid over some mountains and talk about soaring like a fucking eagle. <laughs> this had to be, you know, uh, no bullshit, 
no holds barred, you know, kind of book where people would be like, okay, you know what? You didn't pull any punches. That is the shit that I needed to hear. And that was a phrase that I had heard, like, you're saying the shit that needs said, Josh. And I was like, that's it. So I wrote up kind of, you know, the synopsis and, uh, that was that. And here we are, you know, so it's, it's really pretty cut and dry, straightforward as the book is like, you can attest to that at this point. 100%. Like it's there to kick your ass in gear. It is. So let me say this before, um, I, I jump into the book further is I have been a fan of either like, a uh, like day calendars, the ones where you, you know, you rip it off. And I like those where yeah. I have like the 365 Dow or, you know, something inspiring. I, that's how I like to start my morning aside from meditation, whatever. I got this book, I don't know, maybe three weeks ago, give or take. And I have it by my bedside. Um, I, I'll have to get a second copy from my toilet, but um, I love that <laughs> idea. But yes. So what I've been doing every morning is I just randomly flip it open and I read two pages out of it. I could do just one, but me, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm an addict. Yeah. I'm all in, you know? So um, then actually the night I, or the day I got it, I opened it up that night and it was like, I do typically read books cover to cover. So I love that this one is very much like you could, you literally can just open it up. Uh, and I was equally as impressed with the layout, like I said, as the words. It's just everything about this book is absolutely gorgeous. But yes, so I, I completely attest. This has been, in the last roughly three weeks, an incredible way to start my day. Just randomly flipping it open. So I thank you for that because it is. like Those calendars are great. And I understand that for some people, that's what they need. You and I, and I think a lot of people listening to this, are a little more... God, I hate this word. I'm going to use it though. Like edgy, you know, they need a little something right. more, a little, a little, you know, something a little stronger in their wording, yeah. their, their language. And that is this book, this book yeah. again, shit that needs said so you can get all the ass. And before I do, I am sure people are saying, well, where can I get this? First of all, right. if you are checking this out on the Be Here Now webpage where this show is being hosted, simply scroll down. We will have a link to Josh's website where this book, his other book, and all the information you could want from Josh is there. But for those listening, Josh, what is your website? Uh, it's just my name, joshuacoburn.com. For the book, just add slash shop at the end of it. And you can grab it there, absolutely. Cool. And just for the record, yeah. it is available exclusively there. And there's a That's reason it. for that. And it's very much because this book was born out of Instagram, essentially. Yeah. And because of the really intimate conversations I have with people there through DMs and, you know, they spill their guts and yeah. um, I wanted to be able to give back something to them. I know that most of them will be like, are you kidding? Like you give us things like you're giving us your time. Yeah. But it felt like, you know, when I'm not there, cause I can't be, you know, I'm, I'm one dude. I can't be there a hundred percent of the time. Yeah. I'm, to people to like, when I can't be present, you have this to rely on in some ways. So I touch, you know, right now anyway, I touch every single book, you know, every book that goes out, I package and ship myself. And that was deliberate. Will it always be that way? No, it won't. But for now, it's really important that it is. Yeah. And I love and that. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And, and to, uh, <clears throat> to touch a little bit, again, on, on the book itself to give people an idea. Um, like, you know, the slip cover itself, like we needed something that was super crazy and cool because this wasn't going to be on shelves. Yeah. I love the fact you can't get it open until you pull it out. Yeah. Like this isn't a, 
you know, you have to like, it's, it's like something special, you know, you got to yeah. crack this thing, crack the code to get into it. Oh but, yeah. Um, the cover, the fact that it's kind of like stamped on there and gold and uh, like kind of plasticky, that was actually based around the fact that I wanted it to be almost like a Bible for badasses. Mm. So it's got a, a bit of a biblical vibe, you know, the ones that totally. at least for me, you know, locally people would stand on the corner just off school grounds and hand you yes. as you walked home. <laughs> and that's what this reminds me. That's, that's what I wanted this to be for people. You know what I mean? It's this thing that they're probably like, Oh God, another damn inspirational book. And then they open it up and they're like, you know, pow, holy shit. Yes. This is what it is, you know? So that's, that's kind of the whole concept of it and why it is what it is. The way it, it is. Yeah. I can't like, honestly, I can't say enough good things. I, I almost feel like I'm in overload mode because I've been reading this book daily and I'm also reading, uh, John Joseph, the singer of Crow Mag's forthcoming book, yeah. PMA or the PMA effect. So I've, I've got like this double dose of like sincerely, like authentic, badass dudes giving you that inspiration, <laughs> but in a most fucking raw, visceral, powerful way. It's incredible. I feel like the Hulk, and I'm going to like smash my apartment <laughs> to pieces, just raging. I can do right. this. But so that said, let's let's do this. I'm going to literally just like I don't have anything bookmarked. I'm just literally going to flip to a page and read the page and we can riff on that for a minute. Um, I mean, it doesn't need riffing. It says concisely what needs to be said, but we've got some time. Why not talk a little bit about it? Um, So that said, man, Josh is seeing me. I'm just okay. I just stopped randomly. I'll start to my left. And I'm just going to read you from start to finish. And, and each page is beautiful. It's, it's its own concept, its own idea. And so this one says, everyone is fighting some battle or facing some challenge. Lend an ear, send some love and give some support. It surely won't hurt and never takes too much effort. Listen, love and support everyone around you. You may be all they've got. If you think life sucks, that everyone in your life sucks and you suck too, that's probably the case. If you believe your life is great, people are great, and surround yourself with great people, and you're pretty great too, life is likely to be great, even with challenges. Our attitude and perspective are what makes the difference. Add taking positive action to the mix, then see how your life changes. I bet it'll blow your mind. It blew my mind and still does every day. Actually, this is a couple of different ideas we've gone here, which is beautiful. And then yeah. the final part, that super strong, really brave challenge, uh, challenge destroying, goal crushing individual that is buried behind your fear and anxiety is patiently waiting inside you to be released. And it's time to let that legendary person out. And there's this like rad fist coming out of the page with like a, uh, the page next to it is like a broken, shattered glass. God damn, I wish people could see this book, man. So. <laughs> I mean, there, that's just one page out of, t- you know, tons of incredible stuff. Like just reading that, I, I feel like I'm ready to flip my table over like, yes, right. I can do this. So I, like when you write these down, what's your process? Does it, do you actually sit down and say, all right, I'm going to write now? Or is it just when you felt motivated? I know you gave yourself that six month timeline. Uh, how did that like that? For example, how, I'm sure you don't remember, or maybe you don't remember writing that exact piece, but how would that come from your mind to paper? Uh, yeah, like each one of those kind of things that you read, that like yeah. there's four kind of passages, yeah, right? Yeah. Those are all written at different times in different places. Like, uh, like you might say something in this that is going to be a catalyst for me to write something down, and I'll just store it in my phone, and then I'll eventually email it to myself, and I'll figure out 
kind of a place for it. Sometimes things end up on Instagram or Facebook or social media, and, and but I'll save that. I save all that stuff. Yeah. So I'm never not writing. Every day, like if you go look at my um, Instagram post today yeah. and you ignore the quote on – if you ignore the photo completely and just read the caption, you can take that caption off and put it in the book and it yeah. would fit just fine. Totally. And that's, that's because – those are real moments that are written in there for me. And I'm as much speaking to myself as I am the public when I do that. So, you know, if I'm like, I was just in Baja, Mexico, I don't know, earlier in the year. And here I am, you know, seeing these people, you know, you know, a, a dirt road town, they need each other because they don't get supplies shipped there. And, one dude's going into town once a month with his truck to get things and like that's their life, right? But they're all happy. The kids are playing with rocks and dirt and stoked about life. And, you know, I remember in those moments, like just reflecting on things and I take notes and those notes become things that you see in that book. So it's, I don't sit down and consciously write things. Even if you go back and look at any of my other books, they're written in consumable ways yeah. because number one, I'm that way. Like I'm not, if, if people watch TV and they're going to pick up their phone, well, I hope that during the commercial, they don't pick up their phone and they pick this up instead or whatever. So that's how I approach it in terms of the output that, that's coming out of me as well. So that's kind of, kind of my process. It's when it hits is when it's created. You know what I mean? Yeah. If, if I ever had a publisher that's like, dude, you got a book due, you know, in September, you know, you got to write. I'd be like, fuck off because that's not how I operate. And yeah. if you have a problem with that, then I'll go it alone. I'm cool. Yeah. You know? so. and, you, and, and that's yeah, another one of the main things, man. Like you are a testament to the DIY ethics, you know, something that again, I deeply resonate with too. Like, you, you like you said you you put the, this book in every sleeve you ship it out like on top of your chaotic schedule you know when we were talking right. i think last week or the week before you were like dude i've been on the road what, 100 plus days way more than 100 days this year like you're barely home and you still find time to do this like that so that's why i one of the main reasons man you walk the talk a lot of people unfortunately don't do that but you legit do and you know a funny thing about you mentioned how you get those messages and I do too. And it means the world to me. Like that's why I felt that in my heart when you're talking about the woman after your show, like, yeah, man, right. I know that's, that to me is worth more than any amount of dollars you could ever throw at me. Like that heart connection. That's amazing. But you know, I found you on Instagram. I rarely like search people out and I wasn't looking for you. I just right. typed in the hashtag PMA. I, I honestly don't even really know how to use hashtags. I, I'm not that good at Instagram, but so I type in PMA. You're like the third person down. And first of all, it was just your appearance was what grabbed me heavily tattooed, big guy. Like, and then I read, you have like this kindness quote or something. I'm like the fuck, like this dude's just like me. And so I found your page and then I messaged you and legit, like what, within 15, 20 minutes, half hour, you're getting back to me. Like, and so I say that just to share, like, yeah, man, you're the real deal. Like, and I try to do the same. Anytime I get a message, I always respond. And that's, that doesn't happen a lot, especially with people right. like you that are so busy. 
So, you know, just, just respect. And then we were on the phone, what, like an hour later, like, you know, like again, brothers from another mother. That was, like, right. you know, that was rad, man. Like you, you honor those yeah. connections with people. That's cool. Absolutely. You know, there's to me, like, I mean, the only thing that I'm going to leave behind, I don't have kids. I don't have anything, you know, I, kids weren't my cards. I, I got my shit cut years ago because yeah. you know, obviously I'm okay with permanent decisions. Yeah. Right? And, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, the, the legacy that I'm going to leave has to be not through my name, but it has to be through the success of other people. And the more smiles that I leave behind and someone says, yeah, you know what? There's this dude who, who, you know, taught me about these things and really helped me find myself. Let me show you. I don't care if they ever say my name, but if a kid, you know, 20 years from now gets to kind of gnaw on, you know, the, the, bones of, of the results that I have helped others gain, I'm absolutely stoked because that's what this is about. We're here together, you know, PMA, unity, all that's real to me. You know, I know you mentioned John Joseph and, you know, like I have PMA tattooed huge on the side of my head. Like I connect with that world and the bad brains and all of yeah, it. Yeah. And like, there's a reason that that's so pervasive and so real in the people's lives that connect to it. And for me, it's very much about, I don't, I don't want to say, you know, taking it mainstream, but if that's what you call it by making the world a better place and being real and connecting with people, then I'm going to fucking do it. And if somebody's willing to be vulnerable with me right away, make a mistake, I'm going to call their ass up. The number of people that are like, hey, how did you start speaking? My response is usually like, I mean, it's a long, it's a long story, but I'm willing to help any way possible. It'll take me forever to text this, you know, do you have time for a phone call? And people are usually like, holy shit, are you kidding me? I didn't even expect a response. And now you want to jump on the phone? It's like, no, you won't. I'm just willing to give you a call. You know what I mean? So I guess I just want to see people survive, you know? Yeah, man. I want to see them thrive. I want to see people kick ass. Yeah, that man, so much respect. Like, I, I, I figure we've got about three minutes. I'm, I'm just gonna flip open again to one more page just to, to give the uh, listeners a little more of a taste. I mean, they already can. They, I'm sure they know what you're all about. But let's just uh, one more. Sure. All right. Oh, good one. <laughs> They're all good. But uh, bitching solves nothing. Being upset about our lives, others, politics, etc., is part of life. We are allowed to be this, to feel it, to address it how we see fit. But complaining about how life is, how others are, and how the world is on social media or in person solves nothing and no one wants to hear it. Don't like your life, how you're treated, or how the world works? Get out there and do something about it. No more excuses as to why we can't, only reasons why we can. Create a plan, take action, and be the change you want to see in the world. Rise against the negative, lead by example, and be a part of the solution. Rise. That's it, man. I mean, those perfect examples, but this book is just cover to cover filled with that badass inspiration that's real that for me, and I, I like we've said earlier, I can only share my direct experience, but my direct experience of this book has been nothing short of inspiring, fills me with gratitude, um, 
one that I'm still alive, that I've lived through my own addiction and my near-death experiences so that I'm here to give back to others and that I get to meet people like you, Josh, that are doing same work in the world that are showing up, laying their hearts out there and really just here to be change agents and do what they can. It's not about ego. It's not about, I mean, nothing wrong with success, but it's really about impacting others. And man, I, I legit cannot tell you how much I respect you for that. Like so much. Thank you. So, yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, man. We've, uh, we've got like two minutes or a minute and a half. This has been a wonderful conversation. I feel like I'm going to have to have you on at least like your Rollins at least a dozen times to really get the point across everyone, just how amazing you are. But in this like minute and a half, what would you like to leave the audience with? Anything we didn't talk about or any, just any final words? Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, don't bullshit yourself into thinking you can't do things and celebrate your little wins and help other, other people celebrate theirs. Because I think we get consumed about how great we can be. But you know what? Imagine if you have one person fighting to change the world and that's you but then you create a team of thousands who are out there changing the world for the better think of the impact you can make you know high tides raise all ships so let's do this shit together absolutely love it man that's perfect and one more time website is joshua coburn j-o-s-h-u-a-c-o-b like boy u-r-n.com you can buy Josh's books there. You can find out if he'll be in your area or how to bring him to your area. Um, let's see. Oh, Instagram, Josh. What is? I know you can find your website, but what is your Instagram handle? Uh, it's just my name at Joshua Coburn. Beautiful. Most, most all my social is that. So. Okay. Well, anyone listening, I sincerely cannot recommend enough. Follow Josh on Instagram. Check out his webpage. Follow him on Facebook and uh, Twitter. Like I don't follow a lot of people on Instagram just because I don't like a cluttered feed. But, you know, I look forward every morning and I hope you don't get sick or anything. But I know I'm going to see Josh in there every morning or late morning, early afternoon with some inspiration for me aside from the book. So I love that. I love your vulnerable posts, your video posts. So anyone listening, please follow Josh, visit his website, buy these books and get inspired, man. Get inspired. This is the man among there's others out there. But Josh, you are the real fucking deal. 100%. 100%. A lot of love, a lot of respect to you, my brother. Back at you. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be here, man. Thank you. Thank you. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Time can feel like it's in short supply. Between work, family, and friends, there's very little time left just for you. What would you do with an extra hour in your day? What's important to you? Therapy can help you find what matters to you so that you can do more of it. It's a great way to increase self-awareness, build a greater sense of purpose, deal with overthinking, and more. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash BeHereNowToday to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash BeHereNow.